0: Remember when you first said I do and how in love you were? Then came kids, work, responsibilities, and laundry? Suddenly your marriage became the last thing on your priority list. Are you wanting more out of your marriage?
1: We are Jeff and Mandy Rose, and we want to show you how to design your perfect marriage. Join us on our challenges of adventure, commitment, faith, and yes, intimacy. We want to help you make your marriage more. It's a long time coming for this, but we are pumped to have some guests on the Marriage More podcast. We've had some guests. We've had some amazing guests before, but it's been a little while that we've had anybody join us. Yeah. So uh, we've got uh, a few guests lined up and I couldn't think of a better couple to have on as our First re-guessed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how do you say that? Like, I don't know. Yeah. It's been a while since we interviewed. And so, you know, I feel like it's just natural that we wanted, when we started out, again, interviewing people, that we wanted this couple to be one of the first couples that we interviewed.
1: Yeah. So you will be introduced to some good friends of ours, Grant and Sheila Baldwin, Grant is a, I won't say former professional speaker, but he has been a professional speaker for eight or nine years now. Uh, He now is taking a lot of those talents, experiences, and he has a few courses on helping people that are interested in becoming a public speaker. And uh, we'll have links uh, to his sites if you want to check it out, but... That's not what we're talking about on the podcast. What we're talking about is a couple that have uh, three amazing girls, have been married for 14 years, and just share some of their experiences and just how they've been able to make it work throughout their, their marriage.
0: Yeah, we met Grant and Sheila. Oh, gosh, was it last year that we met them? A year and a half ago?
1: Yeah. I can't yeah.
0: remember, but it's been maybe like a year and a half or two years ago that we actually met Grant first right. at a conference, and we were introduced to him through like a mutual friend. And then I had the pleasure of getting to meet Sheila whenever we visited. Was it when we visited oh, I think you
1: met her. Did you meet her at the, the second financial conference? And then...
0: Oh, yeah. Okay. That's the first time so met So, yeah. Her. So, then I had the pleasure of getting to know his wife, and uh, she's just like, she's so sweet. She's like one of those just really genuine warm, welcoming, sweet people. And so I think you guys are going to really love the conversation that we just had with Grant and Sheila Baldwin.
1: Check it. So how you guys doing? <laughs> that does work. That was lame. You have to edit all of it. <laughs> I'm taking my wife's lead. That's what she told me to say. I mean, that was my script. I read it. I did my job.
0: Right before we pressed record, the guys were saying that the girls actually put some effort into doing their hair and like getting ready because we're not only doing audio but we're also doing video today i think
1: grant put a lot of time and effort in doing his hair this morning i mean i can really good i can tell
2: like there's some mornings you just wake up and you're like this hair looks too good to stay inside (laughs) today (laughs) (laughs) I feel good about where I'm at in life.
0: (laughs) For those of you who can't see Grant, he's bald. (laughs) (laughs) We'll make sure we add a picture of you in there.
2: Good for my (laughs) (laughs) self-esteem.
0: Well, I just want to say that I did do my hair, and not to downplay to say I didn't do it for you guys, but I am going to the Justin Bieber concert tonight, so I had a couple of reasons why I did my hair this morning.
2: (laughs) We actually had tickets to it, and we've, we've sold them all.
0: I know, I asked Sheila because I really was like trying to find some good tickets and I thought maybe Sheila has a bunch, but she was like, nope. I know, they sold fast.
2: Are you going by yourself?
0: (laughs) 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 That would be awkward. No, I'm not that big of a believer. I'm our five-year-old, or he's six actually, he loves Justin Bieber. I'm hoping this is going to be like a PG concert, but I'm not really sure. Like Bieber back in the day was pretty like tame. I don't, have you been to one? No. Okay. Well, hopefully, it's six-year-old <laughs> appropriate. I
2: wouldn't be admitting to it on this.
0: <laughs> 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 he doesn't know yet, though, so it's a surprise. So we're going to oh, pick him up from school, fine. and it's just going to be, yeah.
1: Not to change subjects, but to change subjects. <laughs> this morning, I this thing, this one of my morning routines now is after I drop off our youngest, pre-K, I, I like to go on a walk and listen to podcasts, you know, and just kind of pray all that good stuff. And Mandy had just got back, and I could see her, so I text her, and said, "Hey, do you would you like to go on a walk?" And I come back home and then she's like, wait, so where are we walking to? And she's like, why do you want me to go? And like, I think I'm de- being like a, a good husband and asking, hey, like, we can go on a walk and have a talk and have a conversation. And she made the comment, we, we talked this morning.
2: <laughs> We're done for the day. <laughs> I met my quota. I interacted
1: with you. But her, her reasoning was because she had had, had her hair was did and she had her makeup on and she was ready for believer or whatever
0: well because i was already dressed like in jeans and like you know nice shoes and he was like well just change your shoes change your outfit i'm like i just got dressed like all nice you want me to go put on workout clothes and sweat like let's just talk while we sit <laughs> that seems a lot more productive
1: <laughs> i thought i was being a good husband but
2: okay i'll talk to you jeff thank you <laughs> thank you next next morning whenever she's like i've already interacted with you i'm done with you for the day then you just call me <laughs>
0: He, he's not kidding. For those of you listening, um, there is a little secret that we really haven't talked about yet, and that's that Jeff and Grant kind of have this bromance thing going on.
1: You just can't help when there's attraction. Like, you just cannot help it. <laughs> it's the like... heart wants what the heart wants.
0: <laughs> so Sheila and I have to deal with this constantly, uh, the two of them, like, you know, being silly.
2: and
1: It's like we're two magnets. I mean, when you get them close... It just happens <laughs>
2: not silliness it's just it is what it is it's 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 life and <laughs> and girls need to just embrace it
0: okay well you, you let's, girls, let's
2: really what you have what you have i don't know that you girls realize like how blessed you are to have such beautiful men in your in your life <laughs> And so we, we recognize it in each other. We just think that you guys should recognize it in us. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we recognize. Trust me. I forgot for a second we're recording and we sound like huge idiots right now.
0: <laughs> well, let's turn it from you and Jeff and let's talk about you and Sheila. <laughs> um, since that's why we had you on here. Why don't you guys tell us just a little bit about um, how you met and just like how, how you got married and just like your story. You start...
2: So we actually, we were high school sweethearts. We started dating. We went to the same church together, went to the same high school together. And when we first started talking, I was 15 and she was 17. Oh, there, huh? Older woman. And so we started talking at church. And then a couple weeks later, I guess, we went... On a date, did, uh, like a group bowling date. It was
1: really romantic. It
3: was super romantic. It was did, Valentine's
2: Day.
1: Did she have to like pick you up and like, drive <laughs> you there?
2: For a I while, she drove me around. <laughs> uh, and it, was, it was wonderful. It was great. Like my own Uber driver. And so, yeah, so we, we started dating. Uh, dated pretty much all through high school. Dated for five years and then got married. Pretty on.
3: much. Who else <laughs> were you dating? Wow. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we dated all through high school. All, well,
2: my high school experience for oh, you is only half of half it. Half
3: of my
0: high
2: school experience. Yeah, so, <laughs> so, so I dated her all through my high school experience, <laughs> and she dated me half of it. So I don't know what she's doing with the other half. But yeah, we got married on our five year anniversary, and we've got three little girls now. We've been married for 14 years. So we've been together for 19 years. Well over half of my life at least. Um <laughs> uh, more I
0: don't
2: know. Uh, math is harder.
0: Yeah, math is hard. <laughs> Common core math is harder.
2: <laughs> We've been together a while, we still like each other, so that's I good. Do.
0: Okay, so you have three daughters, right? You have Sydney, Emily, and Miley. Yes. Is that right? It is. And how old are they?
3: They are Sydney just turned ten, Emily is seven, and Miley is five.
0: So you guys are living, like, the opposite life of us. Like, you have all girls. Yes. So you live in a princess Barbie house, and we live in, like, a football superhero house.
3: Yes. <laughs> I think of you often when I'm, like...
2: But at the same time, like, our girls, like, they still get into sports. They still roughhouse a lot. And so I don't know. They're they're not, like, softies. <laughs>
3: offensive of our girls. These are my children,
2: okay? <laughs>
3: it's okay to have daughters.
2: <laughs> Actually, no. Like as a like as a dude, I think I think like you always wanted like a little dude. But then once we had girls, like I'm I'm addicted to our girls. Like I wouldn't know what to do with a little boy. Like we have a little nephew, and when I'm around him, I'm just like I I just I don't know what to do with you, buddy. Like, I'm out. Uh, I just like uh, yeah, I like our girls.
0: Isn't that funny how you're you're a guy, but when you get around little boys, you're like, I don't know what to do with a boy. That's that's how I feel about little girls. Like, I'm a girl, so people just assume that you know what to do with a girl because you are one, but you're like, huh, I don't know. Like, I only know how to play basketball and act like Spider-Man. Like, what? Like, I don't know what a Barbie looks like. I, I, so I feel the same way. I can feel you on that.
1: <laughs> I'm the exact same way. Like, and you know, we have our little girl coming and Part of me is elated just because I, I'm excited to have a little girl in our household, but the other part of me is I'm going to look at her and be like, I don't know what to do with you. Yeah. (laughs) Like, do do, do I do like playhouse or drink tea or something? I don't know.
0: Trade kids for like a day and see how that goes. I would be really interested. It would be interesting. Like, I would like to do that. I mean, it's not real life, but it would be fun. Yeah.
2: I would not... (laughs) <laughs> because one, I like our children, and two, I've heard enough of stories about your your children. <laughs> uh, it's just stories that you guys share that make me go. I don't know that I want their kids for a day.
0: <laughs> yeah, you probably don't. <laughs>
2: There's nothing but, like that. Padded
1: walls can't solve.
2: Like I think all kids are uh, have some level of crazy in them, and that they are good for other people but i've heard you guys talk about it too like kids are crazy for you mandy but then they may be better for jeff and we have that happen a lot here where the girl like if she's if i'm gone for a little while the girls are crazy and i hear about it all the time but then if she's gone and i've got the girls like they're they're good they're fine we don't have any issues so
0: So let me ask you this, then. Do you often think, like, Sheila, you're just crazy? Like, you got to be lying. They're totally fine. Because I feel like Jeff does that sometimes. Like, they're so much different when he's here that he's like, she must just have, like, her stress level is just she's easily stressed because this is not that big of a deal. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. When you weren't here, it was, like, 800 times worse.
3: Yeah, totally. I tell him all the time, we need, like, a TV crew to document when he's gone, like, the level of crazy. Because... I'll like, be completely
0: stressed, and then he takes over, and they're just angels. They're
2: fine. I don't understand what the big
1: deal is.
0: <laughs> and then they look at us like we're the crazy ones, and we're like, no, 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 not really. <laughs> well, we were excited to have you guys on today because there's a lot of things that we want to talk to you guys about. I know that... In the last year, you guys have had a lot of changes in your life. And so we're just excited to talk to you about some of those things. So Grant and Sheila, why don't you tell us the biggest change that has happened? I'll let you talk about the move and a little bit about that. And then I'll ask you some questions. Okay. Last year, we moved
3: to Nashville, Tennessee from Missouri. So we Grant came to a conference in Nashville, what, like two years ago now? Two
2: years ago, yeah.
3: And – um. Just spent the weekend here talking to some guys who lived here. Came home one night and was just randomly threw it out. Like I was, all right, we were in bed, my light was out, and he's like, "Hey, what would you think about ever moving to Nashville?" And I don't know if it had been a long day or I was just <laughs> delirious, but I was totally like. Yeah, let's do that. That sounds fun. <laughs> and, um, like, literally, we laid there talking about it for, like, an hour. And I was, by the end of the conversation, I was like, I know a realtor. We can list our house tomorrow. Like, all this. I mean,
2: and... It was crazy, like, how quickly... Like, I'm just like, hey, let's just spitball this idea for a second. And she's already, like, packing up the house. <laughs> so it was a little... Yeah, I had to, like, rein her back in, like, let's just think this through. Like, we're just, we're daydreaming at the moment. So let's talk about it before you list the house. And I
3: had never
0: even been to Nashville. So he's kind of like, don't you <laughs> she
3: think She
2: had never even been to Nashville, and she was ready to move there.
0: <laughs> but had you guys ever talked about moving before? Or was this, like, the first time that you talked about it? Because I know that you have lived in Missouri for a while. That's where your family is, right?
3: Yeah, our whole lives. Like, we had never lived. I went to college for a semester in Arkansas, but other than that, neither of us had ever lived anywhere but Missouri. So and no, we had never talked about it at all. <laughs> like at all.
2: <laughs> like I've been so I've been self employed for like almost a decade now. We homeschool our girls. So like hypothetically on paper, we could live anywhere, but at the same time like with all of our family there in Missouri, we were from there. Like we just liked where we we're at. Like we had again on paper like no reason to leave and no reason to go somewhere else. So I think that's where like, it caught people off guard of just, like, are you taking a job? No. Are you going to a different school system? No. So why are you
1: going? Like, ah, just
2: change the scenery just for fun. Like, I think it's also kind of, like, we kind of felt like, like the, not having, like, a almost like a, a logical reason almost is not good enough reason to not go, if that makes any sense. You know, just like, well, we know people here, so therefore we shouldn't go. Like, yeah, but, like, you can figure that stuff out, you know, I think there's just, and I don't think this is true with just moving, but I think with anything, there's always going to be a risk associated with moving, starting a new job, starting a family, like starting a business, like any of these things, but like that's not a good enough reason to not do it, you know, and so even when, whenever we talk to people and they're like, well, what if, what if you do it and you move there and you don't like it or it's not what you thought? It's like, well, then you move back, you know, and like that's, it's not the, like it's a pain, but in the scheme of things of life, like it's not that big of a deal you know so the potential downside of it for us just seemed like or excuse me the, the potential upside just seemed like far greater than the risk of the potential downside
1: how did uh, how did I go having that conversation with family I mean uh, other than thinking that you're crazy or like yeah April Fool's ha, ha ha. you know was there some resistance I'm sure there probably was but how did that look like and how did you get through that that part
3: yeah, it was tough. I think Grant's family took it the best. They, well, they live here now too. They follow his mom and sister both live here. So, but they, I mean, even at the beginning before they decided to move, they were the most accepting, and his dad was cool. I mean, nobody was like, yay, go for it. But, I mean, they didn't push back. But my mom and my sister really, really struggled with it. Like, to the point where I brought it up, we, and I brought it up via text because I knew that it was going to be ugly, and so I couldn't even tell him in person. I had to text them. I'm like, "Hey, we think we might move," but um.
2: Then so, she disconnected her phone.
3: Yeah, for like a year. No, so they, so it was just like short text back and forth about it, and then literally, like, it took our house how long to sell, like.
2: several months.
3: Six months or something and it just really wasn't talked about like with my mom at all my sister a little bit but it just kind of was like this you know we just didn't address it because there was so much tension about it and that it was rough and it's still not my sister's totally fine she's been here to visit but it's still not not great with my mom she's just not we've just all been together forever so she had a really hard time seen us drive away so and I kind of felt guilty because I didn't (laughs) like I told Grant because we just have been here a year and I told him the other day I said I feel like I feel kind of guilty that I didn't cry when we drove away from our life we had been there our whole life and I didn't cry like I just felt like this is exciting this is good for our family so let's just do it and
2: and now I mean a year into it like it's just been it's been phenomenal. Like, from, like I wanted to come primarily from a business perspective on just, you know, opportunities and relationships and networking. I think for her, it was, you know, an adventure and just a new change of scenery. And it's been great. Like, we really, really love it here. Our girls have adapted well. It's a great city. We made a lot of great connections and just a lot of great people that are here. We love the neighborhood that we're in. There's just a lot of upside to it, you know. So part of me is also kind of, I think we've talked about this, where we, like, look back and be like, Yeah, we had it good where we were and enjoyed life, but like, we really, really like where we're at now and we like how things are going and we like how life is. And so to think that we would have potentially missed out on that because we were worried what a couple of family members would think or that the decision wouldn't make sense to other people just doesn't seem like justification enough to not take that risk.
0: Yeah, I can relate to this because, you know, I have lived where Jeff and I live. We have lived here. or I have lived here my whole life. Like I haven't gone anywhere. My family's here. And Jeff has like that adventure bug. Like you guys know this. Like he really wants to move to Nashville. And I know that Grant has been <laughs> a big advocate trying, you know, convincing us that Nashville is the place to be. But, um, you know, I'm not there yet in my heart. But because, you know, like when you said, Sheila, you were just like, yeah, like it made sense. Like you don't know why, but like you just felt like let's do it. I don't feel like I'm there yet, you know, and I feel like, uh, but I do feel like eventually I might be. And I love like watching your story and seeing, you know, what, how it's, you know, been really good for you guys. And that's inspiring because I think one of my concerns is just the fear of like, you know, we love it here. We love, we have our family. We have like a great neighborhood. We have great friends. Like, why would we leave, you know? But yet I know that there's like so much more that that could be, you know? And so I, I like watching you guys and. Just hearing about how it's affected your life. So it's kind of fun. But I just want to ask, like, before we move on, though, like through that, how do you feel like has it was it hard on your marriage? Like when you first moved, were you like, oh, my gosh, like or I mean, do you guys feel like you're closer now? Because like it's just like you only had each other when you moved to Nashville and you had to meet people or like how has that really affected your relationship?
3: I think it's been really good for us as a couple and our family. Yeah, I mean, we did just. It was just the five bald ones rolling into town, and Grant knew a few people, but it's not like we had best friends here or anything like that, But and until his mom moved here, we literally didn't have a babysitter or a date night for, like, four or five months, so, I mean, it, we had to learn to take advantage of the little moments we had together, and I think it was really good for us.
2: Yeah, again, it's just... Like it forces you to, when we were in Missouri, like we, we just had like our normal routine of life and we had just kind of like, here's where our babysitter is and we know where everything is. And it's sometimes it's nice. We, we kind of found to like just get out of that rut and routine. Like we had to find new restaurants and we had to figure, we, like we had to use Google Maps to get places. And like some of that stuff is, is it's easy to look at that as like a negative thing you know, well, we can't go on our usual date night place and we don't know, you know, the back roads to get somewhere. But at the same time, it's just like, like I've enjoyed discovering a new place and just figuring out a new pattern and rhythm to life here. And again, just little things like finding a new babysitter or finding a new favorite restaurant. Like that just doesn't seem like that's a big enough reason to not go somewhere, you know.
0: Yeah, and there's you- restaurants
2: everywhere, and there's babysitters <laughs> everywhere.
0: <laughs> I know, but I'm with you. Like that you'll in my head, you'll
2: figure it out, Mandy. It's okay. <laughs>
0: I know, I know. So you're basically you're saying like anybody who's listening, any couples who are listening, who feel like they might have this itch to like do something adventurous and move, but they feel stuck, kind of where they are. You're saying they should go for it. Is that what you're saying?
2: Yes, absolutely. Yes. <laughs> I will babysit <laughs> Jeff for you. It'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think no, I, I'm glad, like, hopefully, in, in some ways, that we've been able to be, you know, a bit of an example for you guys. Because I know that there has been, you know, we've got some mutual friends who've moved here as well, and so it's, it is helpful to see like other people do something, whether it's a move or start a business or some type of transition, and realize, oh, okay, they did it and they lived through it, and it's okay, and they still function, you know. And yes, there may be moments that were smoother or rockier or whatever than others, but like. People do that, you know, whether it's a move or a business or a job transition or whatever, you know, and things like they still function. So I think it's super helpful to, you know, to see that in other people.
0: I would agree.
1: Okay. I'm going to kind of go back to just talking a little about marriage and, you know, the fact that you guys have been together for 14 years, marriage wise, 19 years total. Curious when you kind of look back, because I'm pretty sure you're probably, were in the same boat. You know, when we got married, there was no online course on You know how to have the best perfect marriage ever. I didn't get like an ebook or any type of guide. It was just like you know, you just go on your merry way, go on your honeymoon, and you figure it out as you go along. What would you say were like some of the things, either surprises or some of the things that you guys had to go through that you didn't expect? You know, like oh wait, so this is what marriage is about. Can you remember like just any? It doesn't have to be a story, or it could be a story, but just like any surprises or things that you can remember that you guys had to had to go through together.
2: Like I think one of the things that like we've been very fortunate about that we we've we've talked about some before is that we because we started dating so early, we, like we more or less grew up together. Whereas like you know we've had friends who are in, like, their late 20s or early 30s when they meet someone and start dating or get married. And, like, at that point, like, you kind of have, like, your pattern of life and you kind of know, like, no, this is the way I do things and you either fit in that or you don't, you know. And I think, like, for us, like, since we kind of grew up together and, like, we had so many, like, shared life experiences that I think we just kind of figured out life together. So I don't think either of us necessarily had any, like, preconceived, like, this is how it's supposed to work, you know? And it's just kind of like, hey, we're young and in love and we'll just kind of figure this out as, as we go. So I don't know if that's a, a lame answer or not.
0: <laughs> You're basically saying meet your spouse in high school, yes. <laughs> stick with them and then you won't have any surprises in marriage.
2: <laughs> yes, do that. No, I mean, I, honestly, like I do think it, it definitely makes a difference because like, it's one thing, you know, for example, like in high school, you know, her parents went through a divorce. My parents went through a divorce. So it's one thing to meet like 10 years later and be like, let me tell you about my childhood. And just, you know, this crazy thing that happened to me It's another thing to be like, no, like we pretty much like everything significant that's ever happened in life. Like we pretty much went through it together, you know? So that, I mean, that is like a definite advantage there, not just for us personally, but even like for our families, you know, like my mom considers her, her daughter and, and not in that Oh, she just happens to be married to my son. It's that no, no, no like she grew up with our family. You know, my right. sister looks at her like a sister. Like my sister was how old when we started dating? It was like nine when we started dating. You know, so again, like we just you grow up together, and so you just kind of I think you just figure a lot of that stuff out as you as you go.
1: One of the things you just mentioned. So both of you had uh, both of your parents divorced. Uh, you know, my parents divorced when I was young, like three or four years of age, and. I always kind of look back and you know and then when they divorced my dad moved back to the midwest my mom was still in LA on the west coast so I would go back and forth but I always I mean for the most part like they had <laughs> I hate to say this but a good divorce you know to where it was it was mutual they didn't like I never saw them argue you know as far as custody goes I mean it was pretty well you know I'd live with my dad and my grandmother I'd fly back to there but So I don't know if I always just kind of kidded myself like, oh, yeah, but it was a divorce, but it was a good one. It still sucked. I mean, you know, just having to make that travel and and not having my mom there on a just a constant level. And so I always kind of told myself, like, I never want my kids to go through that, you know, like, so whenever I find that soulmate, that person I want to marry, like, I want to give everything I have to make sure that it works. Would you say that having experienced that for the both of you like that? Is also kind of a testament why you guys have been able to be together this long?
3: Yeah, I totally would. I remember when we started premarital counseling and we sat down and kind of told the guy, he just asked us about our family and our life. And we told him that both our parents were divorced, he kind of looked at us like, well, you're doomed. <laughs> like, because statistically, we you know, chances are that we wouldn't stay together. But I feel like it's been more of a motivating factor to stay together because we've Both lived through it. He was a little bit younger when his parents split. You were like junior high?
2: Yeah, it was the summer between my eighth grade and freshman year.
3: So, but I was 18, so for me it was a totally different perspective. Like, I was already, we had already been dating a while, and I was already like thinking toward marriage, even though he was still like only 17 or 16 or something. But like,
1: man, she was smitten.
3: I was, man. Um, But it totally like rocked my thought process on what marriage is because I had thought my parents had this, you know, not perfect. I mean, no marriage is perfect, but I just, my idea of what marriage was suddenly was like, I don't even know what marriage is because my parents just split. I mean, my dad literally just left one day. And so it just totally changed my mindset. But I think it's been good long term, like for me, because it motivates me to be like, I don't ever want my girls to have to go through that and feel the way that I felt. So
2: Yeah, it was I mean going through it from a kid's perspective or you know, a teenage perspective, like enough where you can like remember those feelings and those emotions, you're just like, I don't want to put my kids through that. Like that sucks. You know. So I think we're like really aware of it and we like as our girls get older and they start to connect the dots of family members that are divorced and Mm. you know grandma and grandpa used to be married but they're not anymore and kind of explaining that and then asking well are you and mommy ever going to break up and like just being able to talk about it be like no no mommy and we're gonna make this work like we have to make this work and so like just being aware of that and just viewing marriage as just like divorce is not an option we're gonna make this work and and i mean thankfully we still really dig each other so (laughs) i like our odds right now
1: i know my oldest son i mean he's recognized that you know, he's uh, eight going on nine and he's recognized that, you know, some of his friends, their parents are divorced. And the way that he speaks about it now, I mean, he's a kid, but like you said, it's like, it's just like breaking up, you know, it's like, Oh, they just broke up they're divorced, And, and I want him to know, like, that's not just, you just don't do that. You know, it's not like just turning off the Xbox and you're done playing, you know, there, it's a bigger deal. And, and that's one of the things I want to slowly teach him as he gets older but maybe a little too soon but you know I just explained to him like hey like mommy and daddy we, we will not do that because we made a commitment and I bring God into it and just make sure that he understands like what that's all about and you know it's not always easy and try to make this big life lesson about not quitting and so then I tie it into basketball somehow but uh,
0: <laughs> always tie it into basketball you'll win then
1: <laughs> but no I mean it, it is important uh, to us you know just to, to have that commitment because you know we, we want to raise them for success and and we don't want them to, to go through that. ain't cool.
0: <laughs> Sheila, you mentioned premarital counseling, so I just want to ask you a little bit about that. like did yep. you like were you forced to do that like through your church, or were, did you do that on your own, or can you talk a little bit about that? We weren't forced to do. It. I think that
3: for to have the ceremony at our church, it was a requirement, but I mean, it was something we wanted to do. The guy who did it was actually one of Grants. Professors from a college class. I don't know what class. Pipe in. I'm not sure.
1: <laughs> he was. The,
2: I went to a small Bible college, and he was the, um, a vice president there for a little while. Okay. Vice president, professor, all the same thing. Yeah, totally. And, uh, yeah, so he did the premar- premarital counseling. In fact, we've kept in touch with him over the years, just like a really great guy. Yeah, Super and nice.
3: I, It was comfortable. I mean, it wasn't like anything in depth. It was like five or six sessions and just making sure that we were on the same page as far as life and
0: finances and stuff like that but it was good it was a good a good beginning we didn't go through any kind of premarital counseling before we got married? Well, that's because those of you who have listened to our podcast before know that we actually got married in Vegas pretty quickly after we got engaged. So we got engaged.
1: Yeah, they didn't have that at the courthouse when we went to get our certificate. (laughs) There
0: wasn't premarital counseling at the courthouse. No,
1: No, didn't see those signs.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So we didn't have any kind of premarital counseling, but I will say that as the years progress, like even a few years ago, our church does offer that. And we're like, we should just go through that. Like, We just want to see what it was like. Like, we've been married, like, I don't know how many years at that point, like eight or nine years, and we just wanted to, like, go through it, because we were like, what does it even mean when you do premarital counseling? And so we did it. I I think, like you said, it was like five or six sessions. It was definitely interesting, though, and I could see how doing that prior to getting married would be super helpful.
1: Yeah. I mean, it was even helpful for us, you know, like nine or 10 years into it. So absolutely. I wish that we actually would have had that, because I would like to think it gave a good foundation, you know, just conversations. And, you know, it, I think we identified just talking about being, I, you know, my parents were divorced, that came up and, you know, some of the issues are just stuff like with your family and how that all comes into the marriage, whether you realize it or not, and how it affects your decisions and how you interact with your spouse. And yeah, it was cool. I, I enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. Okay. So Grant, Grant is a speaker. He's a motivational speaker. What do you call yourself? Is that what you call yourself?
1: Sure.
2: (laughs) We live in a van down by the river. Wonderful. (laughs)
0: Beautiful.
2: Sheila has decorated it nicely
0: <laughs> and i've actually had the pleasure of hearing grant speak at the financial blogger conference this past year so i got to listen to how wonderful you are what you do
1: yeah i didn't fall asleep so you did r- amazing <laughs> that's really the uh,
2: the standard of success is the uh audience didn't fall asleep that's really what we're going for
0: <laughs> hey I, I gotta give it to you you were funny i was like man i just thought yeah Knowing you before that, knowing like, yeah, you're a motivational speaker or whatever. Like, that's cool. But then like listening to you, I was actually like, he's really good. Like, and I don't mean to say that. Like, I thought you were bad before. It's
2: just I that like. I totally anticipated that you were going <laughs> to suck. And you didn't suck as bad as I thought you were. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff is saying I didn't fall asleep. he's saying you weren't as sucky as I
1: anticipated. So oh, this is fun. Let's
0: just say I understood Jeff's bromance a little bit more after that. After See, I heard... now
1: you understand. Now you get it.
0: Not, not all the way. But I do think that, you know, you do have a gift for what you do. But with that, you know, comes a lot of like you travel a lot and you speak a lot. And just for example, like how many speaking gigs did you have last year? Do you remember?
2: Yeah, well I mean the the business has changed quite a bit and evolved quite a bit. So like for context sake, so I've been a full-time speaker for the past like 8 or 9 years or so. I can say that our busiest year was 2 years ago. I did 67 events and so it equated to probably 75 nights gone. So which is you know, it's a good amount over the course of a year. And so last year we cut back on that quite a bit and this year actually the business has changed significantly where I'll probably only do a handful of of gigs this year. So today we do a lot of, um, we have a couple different online courses where we teach people about the business of speaking. And speaking is one of those things that's interesting and intriguing and fascinating to a lot of people. But most people are just like, I have no idea how do I actually get a booking or how much to charge or who to talk to and what do I speak about and all that stuff. So that's a lot of what we do now. And that's like a uh, a very intentional decision that we 've made is speaking is really, really fun, but it, like, it doesn 't scale well, and the joy of getting on an airplane wears off very quickly and even though like that thirty minutes or one hour you 're on stage with an audience is a blast, like always having to leave the family and get on a plane and being away like that just that sucks so so i 've never wanted to like, completely get out of speaking, but I just wanted to be able to cut back on it but yeah, I mean for several years that 's been the bulk of the business and the bulk of our life is daddy's home for a few days. Daddy's gone for a few days. Daddy's home for a week. Daddy's gone for a couple days. And it's just kind of like bouncing in and out. So it's definitely something we've had to kind of navigate and figure out as we've gone.
0: So Sheila, I just want to ask you, like, how do you feel like, that affected you as a mom like were you okay with it like i just know when jeff travels i'm like a hot mess like i'm a warrior so i'm constantly like is his plane gonna crash is he gonna get a car wreck did he make it to dinner or did someone kidnap him i mean these are like real thoughts that i have i mean i know he's a good looking guy he like <laughs> kidnapping is not that's an option am
1: i gonna be serenaded like by a group of like stewardesses or you know i i mean let's face it i mean there's, there's a bit of a jealousy that kind of comes out
0: is grant gonna like swoop in and steal you and no. steal me but, you know, I'm, like, not good when Jeff travels. So it's always intriguing to me to hear, like, other people who, like, they make it work. And, like, their marriage is thriving. And, like, you know, I, so I'm just curious, like, how did that affect you? And, like, how did you feel about it when he was traveling a lot?
3: It was really hard, especially at the beginning. I was a hot mess. I was terrified to be home by myself. I And when he started, Sydney was a baby. So our oldest was just maybe six months old when he, you know, really started the traveling and so yeah it was really hard but we kind of people always you know now people ask me about it and I'm like we're just used to it like that's just you know when he doesn't travel I'm like are you gonna go somewhere please like soon because we're just so used to him being in and out but yeah at the beginning I would cry when he would leave yeah if he if I hadn't heard from him Like there was one time he was somewhere and he didn't have good cell service. And I'm just like, I don't, he could be dead. I, I wouldn't know. Like he could just be, he could have drove off the side of a mountain and I would not know. And so I think part of me always felt like I was just waiting for the police to show up at my door and be like, I'm sorry. He, you know, his plane crashed. So we had to get really good at, we joked about this the other day. Like we text constantly when he's on the road. He, and he's really good about keeping me informed. Like, and it's just sometimes it's just one word, you know, like landed. And so I know that he's on the ground and he's alive and or headed to the event or whatever. But that kind of helps ease my mind to know that, you know, OK, he's alive because he sent me that one word. I know he's living. And
2: so. no, we try like we try to always be really intentional for both of us, just communicating what we're up to and what we're doing. Because like you said you just, you just don't know. And so your your mind goes to all these places of you know, they're dying, Their plane crashed, something happened, whatever the worst case scenario is. So just all those little things, I'm at the airport, just went through security, at the gate, on the plane. So it's just like, it seems silly and it seems childish, but at the same time, like just keeping her in the loop, what's going on? Um, to the point that now, like if the two of us are going on a trip and it's just us, when we land, I will text her that we landed. Um, <laughs> just.
3: Like I'm in the seat next to him. And so I'm like, okay, good. See you soon.
2: <laughs> like, just the, like just like that, like just that making that just a part of the routine when you travel, just constantly communicating through text, through calls, through FaceTime with, you know, with her, with the girls and just making sure that we're you know we're staying connected but i think it's like as you're kind of talking about it it kind of reminded me almost of, like the moving thing you know of just like yes it's not easy for a spouse to travel or to doing like do whatever fill in the blank but like you just figure it out you know you figure it out over time and so i think that's kind of what it's been for us is just yes it was hard at one point and then it becomes less hard and then it becomes easy to the point where if I'm home for several weeks and she's okay,
3: that's kind of crazy wanting not me easy. to go somewhere <laughs>
0: not be crazy.
3: it's never easy but there's seasons to it like there's seasons of Like, spring and fall were really busy for travel. But there's also seasons where, like, I had a six-month-old, and then I had two kids, and then I had three kids. And so it would be like, okay, I got the hang of this. Oh, my gosh, I can't do this. And then I'd get the hang of it. And, oh, my gosh, I have three kids. What do I do? So it was just – it was always changing. And every season felt like forever, like it lasted an eternity. But then we'd kind of get the hang of that. And then the next, you know, know, it would just come and go. So it was – it's always a learning. I think it's always changing and you're always just learning to adapt to where you're at in life.
0: Yeah. I think that what you said about being intentional, you know, Jeff and I have tried to do that as well. And I think we talked about this on a previous podcast about having anxiety, like when we're, when he's traveling and just being able to like communicate, like what is important to you? Like, Hey, like I'm worried about you. So like, just let me know that you landed. Right. Like, just that simple text like changes everything and I think like so many couples like just don't even have that conversation and then they like build up all this resentment because they're feeling like man I really just wanted to know that he made it there but like I never told him that I need that from him you know and so then it's never said and then they're just mad because well you could have texted me instead of just saying hey like I really am worried about you and like I want to know that you've you've made it safely and it just turns into this like You know, I could see like somebody in your situation being on that many trips and never have been communicated about like your boundaries and what makes you feel safe and comfortable. Like, I mean, that could end up very bad for people who, you know, aren't intentional about it. So I think you guys are being an example to a lot of couples.
2: Well, the other thing, too, is I think like along those same lines is making sure that while i'm gone and that while it's not like every trip is not a vacation and i'm just going away to stay at some nice place and speaking on stages and you know that kind of stuff but also making sure that while i'm gone like she's here with three kids and that isn't easy you know so making sure that when i'm back to try to a have date nights with us you know regularly but then also making sure that she has mommy time of why don't you just go get a pedicure or go to Walmart and walk around <laughs> or like whatever you need to do to Target. Just like, <laughs> like yeah, just like get out of the house and like just have some of that time you know to to yourself or to do whatever
0: amen
1: amen and i would I More will say that that, that is something that I am horrible of is, and actually just an example i went when I went down to Nashville for this battle frog race, like I never. I texted her when I got there, but I didn't text her when we got back to the apartment uh, of our friend's brother that we were staying with, and I took heat for it the next morning. And and I knew that I was it was stupid. Like I just told her. Like I even sent a bitmoji that said I don't know what did it say. Like
0: who knows what you're like. Going
1: oh, to it was like have. me, like a bitmoji of me sitting like on a couch and with the sign that says I suck. <laughs> 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 but it was true though because like I know that's what she needs, and I thought that I. Uh, well, anyway, I failed. But I think it's important to have, you know, reflecting back is, like you said, setting those expectations and just having that conversation prior to versus after the fact, because after the fact usually is not good, because that's when uh, tensions are a little bit higher and one's on the defensive, the other one's hot and and not a hot looking. Not in a good
0: of, hot way. Not a good <laughs> hot way.
1: So I think that's important just to understand what, the, what those expe- expectations are. And, you know, as long as you honor that, I think it's manageable. You know, still might suck and not be, you know, what you want, but it's still manageable. Well,
2: and sometimes you don't know going into it what those expectations are. I My spouse has never traveled, so I don't know what I need or what would help. But just making sure that when those things do come up in, you know, whatever way that you're able to communicate, hey, next time, let's right. do it this way. And, you know, when you went... 72 hours without interacting with us. Let's not do that again. Who's so like, <laughs> communicating this? Out. Otherwise, again, because, like, for either side, like, you just don't know, you know, and you don't know what you don't know. And so uh, yeah. making sure that, that's all communicated.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And now that he's home, Sheila, I know we've joked about this before, like, off of our show, but um, <laughs> is it? it's like an adjustment, right, to, like, being it, around yeah. him all the <laughs> <laughs> he's all up in her business right now, he but is
3: in my face.
0: Yeah. It's been a total adjustment. Cause he went
3: from all of those trips to literally like since Christmas, he hasn't really gone anywhere. And so there's days where I'm like, are you leaving? Like, gonna, do you, is there a conference you want to go to? Cause you can totally get on a plane right now. Not that we don't, but we had just like, we had figured out how to make life work like that. And so now we're having to relearn how to have, and it's different because we homeschool. So we're all five here all day, every day. So we're having to learn. It's the
2: best (laughs) all the time, all of us together, (laughs) Dream situation.
3: So we're having to learn how to make that work. So it's kind of like, you know, it's just another season in life, learning how to have us all together all the time when our routine had been, you know, daddy's here, daddy's gone, daddy's here, daddy's gone. And so, yeah, it's it's been fun
0: <laughs>
1: wow. I don't know if that, how this is in your household but I had a, a feeling if that was like if that was us you know we were in your shoes and I was here all the time like I just feel I would hear these words constantly daddy is the coolest like they would just probably say that over and over again I don't know if you get that grant you know just from your daughters I, I would assume so
2: oftentimes they'll just come in in the middle of the day and dad i just want you to know you're the best and mommy's driving us crazy i was like okay mommy's hey leave mommy alone right now she's having a rough day
0: oh Oh, Oh, i mean i i can relate to that just because you know jeff was in iraq for 17 months so he went 11 straight months and he didn't live at our house like so you know i kind of get what you're going through just a little bit like readjusting to like okay what does this look like now when you're here all the time like that was such a hard time for us and just trying to understand, like, wait, I had my way of doing things, you know, like when you were gone, this is not how we do things. And then now you're back and you're like, hey, no, you know, Like, like
1: you know, why are your dirty clothes like on the bathroom floor? Like, why did you leave that fork in the sink or <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs> just like the silliest of things would would set us off? Like and we I mean, we had to like seek counseling during that time. We had also like only been married a short period. But um yeah, I mean it was it's hard to readjust when your schedule changes and when you're like going from like never being around each other or being around each other a little bit to like constant. So yeah. And he's actually working from home a lot more now, just so you know. So I feel you, Sheila. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, I just need to be alone. Can you just go to the office?
2: <laughs> I think hey Jeff, I think part of what the challenge is here is that our wives are just lucky enough to be married to such beautiful men. And so throughout the day, it's like they're trying to get their own stuff done. And then they see us and then like, it's just they're distracted. You know, and they're like, I just want to look at such beauty all day.
1: I know when I used to, before I had my office, I used to sit uh, on our dining room table, which Mandy could see me from her office. And I would be like in my business, headphones in, like laser focused. And I would glance over and I would just see her like, just like staring at me, like for endless periods of time like just like kind of checking me out
0: because you're probably talking too loud to somebody I'm
1: I'm totally making all this up no (laughs) I would
0: look at him but it's probably because he was on some kind of Skype conference (laughs) mastermind call and he was talking like at the like a volume 20 if
1: if I had like a video like if I went to a website and had like an autoplay video come up like where she could hear it I would get like the stink eye like how dare you interrupt (laughs) because She, her and I are completely different. Like I like to work with headphones on or music playing. She's like needs silence. So like if I scooted in my chair and it made a little bit of noise, I could just feel like the tension like, like mounting. Get out.
2: <laughs> we okay. have that. Uh, this is unrelated to that. But at <laughs> night, when it's bedtime, I don't want her to touch me <laughs> at all. That sounds and sounds so horrible. And you, <laughs> <laughs> now, before bedtime, she can touch me. <laughs> but when it's bed, like, don't make sounds. Don't move. Just, like, go to your side of the room and just stay there. <laughs> it's not there.
3: even touch. It's, like, cross the center line of the bed. Like, my hand was towards him last night, and he's like,
0: Oh, my gosh, you're so close to me.
2: <laughs> and then she punched me wow, and caused, mean- like, a heart malfunction. <laughs>
0: So you don't like to cuddle, or you just don't like to cuddle when you're trying to go to sleep?
2: No, when it's time to go to sleep, people, it's time to go to sleep, all right? (laughs) You miss cuddle time, so (laughs) if we're going to have cuddle time, let's have cuddle time. But when it's sleep time, it's sleep time, and just stay on your side of the bed.
0: (laughs) I kind of actually agree with you, Grant. Like, I'm totally the same way. oh, Oh, Mandy! I know, I'm sorry. I don't like to be touched when I'm sleeping. Like, I'm just like... Yeah, no, you missed the boat on that. Well, like, I'm trying to go to sleep at this moment.
1: No, I mean, we have like a king size bed. And it, it's almost as if like she's in a different time zone. Like she is on the far edge corner. Like her half her body is hanging off the bed. Like that's how far she is. Like I would have to like roll like four times to get to her to actually like... That's how, many, that's how far she is from me. Exaggerating. <laughs> and I'm like, hey... <laughs> How are you doing? Stop
0: it! <laughs> Stop
1: it. <laughs> no, there's I, nothing wrong with that. Just thank need our you. space. That's right. Mm-hmm. Right. Go ahead. What? You want to? that well, it? Yeah.
0: I mean, we've got them. It's been 47 minutes. Okay. I feel like we got to let you go. I know you guys have to go cuddle. Just
1: warmed up. We're <laughs> just hitting our our prime. <laughs> all right. So here's our uh, our final question, and the question is: is that you know, just kind of looking back on your marriage and all the the good things, all the fun things, all the challenging things, what would you contribute to that has made your marriage more? Do you like that? Like how we tied that in?
0: That was clever. (laughs) Eskimo kisses? Yeah.
3: Every day we try to do that. (laughs) No, we
1: don't.
2: (laughs) Well, I'd say for us, definitely listening to the Marriage More podcast has like just (laughs) night and day changed our marriage. (laughs) <laughs> Since we met the roses, life has been roses. Um, I got my answer, but you go ahead.
3: No, if you've got your answer, go.
2: <laughs> I think. Uh, I think one of the things that's been like the biggest help for us is like we... We really love each other, but we really like each other and we just like being together and we like being around each other and like we just we have a lot of fun together. So like given the choice we're both kind of introverted people, so given the choice between like going out and hanging out with a group of friends versus just like staying home and goofing off together, like we'd nine times out of ten would prefer just to like hang out with each other. So I think that's a big thing that works really well is like we just really we just really enjoy each other's company and we really You know, as cliché as it is, like you know, feel like we're each other's best friend and enjoy, just enjoy being together and being around each other. And I mean, she can't keep her hands off me, so there's that. That's that's a win too.
0: (laughs) Oh, Sheila. Yeah. No, actually, I love that answer, the first one, not the second. I love that answer. Yeah, that's cool.
1: I'm surprised that your answer didn't suck as. What? I mean, I was going back to your like compliment that about that him speaking
2: more than it did.
0: <laughs> he knows that I love that. I love them both. He knows that.
1: <laughs> what do you say? I would
3: say like we're on the same page about a lot of things in life too. Like we think a lot alike and that can be good and bad, I guess. But like as far as finances and just the way we make decisions and the way we live, we tend to just be on the same page. Like. We're very prompt people. We're both, I mean, we joke all the time that if the rest of the world would just live like we do, it would be such a good place because (laughs) we both like to be on time. We both like.
2: You sound so arrogant. It does sound
3: arrogant, but like we just were the same way which i can you see couples who think differently and it's always creating this tension and so i think it helps us that we and maybe it's cuz we grew up together so we just kind of grew into those all those things together but yeah it works it just that helps i think just being on the same page and when we're not communicating getting on the same page
2: yeah i think we <laughs> making communicate making sure he
3: agrees with me is important basically
2: <laughs> I think we communicate well. I think, you know, uh, communicating is like one of those things that just you figure out and evolves over time and you figure out what, what works and how to best communicate things and when to communicate things. And But, yeah, being on the same page on, on communication and finances, I'd say um, getting out of debt several years ago, like early in our marriage and living on a budget, like to this day we live on a budget, like that's made a huge, huge difference of just lowering stress levels. So yeah, just being on the same page in life and really talking the things out that you're not on the same page on and figuring out why really makes a huge difference.
1: Are we letting him close it out? How are we doing this?
2: <laughs> yeah, we,
0: who wants to close it? Grant, are you, you're the speaker. <sighs> yeah.
1: This is Grant.
0: <laughs>
2: this is Sheila. And only you can make your marriage more. <laughs> I think, I've I think heard that a
3: thousand times, and I can't remember right it's now.
2: something about only you can make your marriage more, but I don't think... Listen, uh, first of all, okay, I'll do the closing here. Me the mic. Listen, people, if you haven't already subscribed to this podcast, like, what are you waiting on? Okay, These are people that are sharing real life, and uh, you need to be subscribing so you don't miss out on a single episode. If you haven't already, make sure you stop by iTunes, leave them a... Uh, a rating and review. Go back and listen to the previous episodes. What Do you guys have a favorite episode? Like if someone could just listen to one, like besides this one,
1: which one should we go back and listen to? Hmm. I mean, mine is like our the, the seven days next challenge, of course. But uh, oh, we should
2: do that. <laughs> yeah, we need to, we'll do that.
1: No, I'm trying to think. I, for me personally, I really enjoyed the, when I talked about being an unintentional liar. For, for me, like that, that was a good one just to kind of come out on that. But our love languages was kind of a fun one.
0: Yeah, we have a couple good ones. I would say, yeah, The Unintentional Liar. I don't know what number that is, but it's uh, called Help, I'm an Unintentional Liar.
1: I really enjoyed the one where I talked about all the things I don't like about my wife. That was fun and liberating. That was
2: a good one. I heard heard that that one. The Mm. uncomfortableness of the first 10 minutes of that episode is great. So (laughs) tune in just for that. And to have Mandy swear that she's not going to be defensive and then listen to her unload on Jeff is great. So definitely go back and listen to that one. But again, make sure you subscribe to the podcast, leave them a rating and review. And if you have some ideas of things you would like them to discuss or if you have some questions that you would like or some other couples that you would like to hear from, on future episodes, make sure, uh, make sure that you do that.
0: You're totally going all podcaster on that. Can we totally hire you? We'll just hire you to come on every time and close it out.
2: I record a bunch of my own podcasts, so I'm <laughs> used to the outro and everything I got to get in there.
0: Well, let's talk about where people can find you. You didn't do that.
2: People can go to, on the speaking stuff, if people in that, then go to thespeakerlab.com, thespeakerlab.com. And then my site is just grantbaldwin.com, grantbaldwin.com.
0: And what you you guys are on Instagram. I think that, you know, other couples would like to follow you because you're fun. You post pictures of your kids. You, you're very lifestyle on your Instagrams. So what you, go ahead with your Instagram.
2: I am G Baldwin. <laughs> I don't even know who I am.
0: Yeah, I think you are at, she, I'm, at I'm Sheila at Sheila Baldwin. L Baldwin. What is it?
3: Sheila L Baldwin. So it has my middle initial in the middle.
0: Okay. Yeah. And they're fun to follow on Instagram. And I feel like um, you're just a good couple, you know, a good mentor for a lot of other couples. So follow them.
1: Yeah, and we could be around them a lot more often, too. <laughs> Come on That'd now. Let's awesome. make that happen. <laughs> Nashville. We've got 75% of the vote right
2: now. <laughs> <laughs> That's the majority all we got to do. <laughs> Mandy, you're coming around to it, though. We're trying to give you space, but if, if you just listen to the, the, the Lord is speaking to the rest of us, it would sure make <laughs> our lives simpler.
0: I'm getting there. I'm a slow learner. That's all I can say.
2: <laughs> okay. We'll be patient with you.
0: All right. Well, this is your life. This is your marriage. And only you can make it more.
2: Boom. There it, Thank it is. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Thanks, guys.